Utah Jazz turn it over early, often, and throughout the night. Lou Dort switching over to Lowry Market and changes the game, and the Jazz get blown out by the Thunder. We're talking about all of it. Coming up here on Jazz Basketball. David Locke along with Ron Boone as we bring you postcast from Oklahoma City after the Jazz get blown out by the Thunder and one of the least good performances of the year by the Utah Jazz. And Ron, I think this game all dictates on, on one major change and that is that without Jordan Clarkson on the floor, the Thunder could put Lou Dort onto Lowry Markkinen. And Markkinen in his first six minute stint does not get a shot off. In the first quarter, he does not score. And it then forced a lot of other guys. Lowry gets two offensive fouls in that stretch. And then it forced a lot of other guys to try to make plays beyond the realm of what they naturally do when Jordan Clark, no bucket getters on the floor, no Jordan Clarkson, no Colin Sexton. And the turnovers just started piling up. Eight in the first quarter, nine in the second quarter. Six more in the third quarter before they finish the night with 26 turnovers, only turning over three times in the fourth quarter. Well, as you mentioned, before the ball game, before they started, you said that Dork was not going to defend anyone but, but, but Markkinen. In other words, it was not going to switch off of him. And and you could see that uh, Markkinen had a problem with that. That's the first time he's faced that all season long. So it, the adjustment that he's probably going to have to make from uh, from tonight's game to Sunday's game is to maybe they can get Dork in a switch some kind of way, but I think he needs to start in that mid-range. Just use his height. I mean, he doesn't have to beat him off the dribble with two or three dribbles behind his back and all that kind of stuff, but he just used a couple of power dribbles, and he's a six, seven-footer. He can shoot over the top of Dork. Simpl- simplify his offense against a player like that. So I talked to Mark Dagnall, who's the Thunders head coach before the game, and I asked him, you know, watching – watching you guys you don't switch a lot what's the and I said I understand why like you've got Lou Dort he's going to guard Dame Lillard he's going to guard Jordan Clarkson he's going to guard the guy you want him to guard what's the yin and yang of your decision making on whether or not you switch or not he goes there is no yin to the yang we just don't switch it we put Lou Dort on a guy and we're going to take him away and that's what Lou Dort's going to do that night and that's what Lou Dort does and so it wasn't until the third quarter when Taylor Horton Tucker on almost the first play of the third quarter flung the ball over to Market and then came and just set a monster pick on Lou Dort that the Jazz got Lou Dort off Lowry Market for any half-court possession all night. Yeah, but those are the problems that the Jazz are going to have uh, going forward here with, with, with a very good defensive player. Finding a way to free up marketing who's your primary sco- scorer who can you know put the ball in the basket. Um, I think Going forward, though, David, with with uh, a guy like Dork, who's what six four, two hundred and twenty pounds, uh, the decision the Jazz are gonna have to make the next ball game, first and foremost, is how to free up marketing. And if they have to do it with with uh, some dribble handoffs or a couple of picks, and we didn't see a lot of dribble handoffs tonight as well, you know, against that defense. But if you have to run him off a couple of picks or something like that just to frame up, then that's what they're probably going to film. Have, film will tell everything. Here's an interesting thing. We haven't seen this before. Is Lowry very good at doing this? Right? This is not something Lowry's had to do very often. We've seen him come off pin downs, and he makes nice reads, whether he's curling or – but has he really had a guy just attached to him? And is he? there is a real art on how you come off picks, how tight you play it, how you get some room to free yourself to start the movement. Mm-hmm. 
off the ball. He may not have done a lot of this. This may be a really big learning experience for Lowry Marketing. That, that's, a, that's the point I was trying to make there earlier is that this is the first time he's had to face something like this and, and will film uh, tell the story or will film help him rather uh, on how to you know, free himself from a guy like that or will they have to manufacture something you know, offensively you know, with, with the style of play to, to free him up. He's too good a player not to figure it out, that's for sure. All your star players in the league eventually figure something out uh, to the point where they can be effective and make some things happen with the team. In the classification of no surprise to anyone category, okay. the Utah Jazz, since trading Mike Conley, are 30th in the NBA at taking care of the ball. This is horrendous. This is probably, <laughs> I mean, if he, unforced turnovers, um, and then what got me mostly of anything was driving in traffic and getting it stripped. Uh, and that, a lot of times, leads to transition points. Uh, they Well, and Alex Jensen's scouting report specifically to the guys we played on the air was, your first drive into the lane, you are not going to be open. Set your feet and, like, get rid of the ball. Don't jump pass. Don't get yourself in trouble. But get in there and know you're getting rid of it and make them shift defensively. And, and we just couldn't make the first pass out. Yeah. And, and then defensively, what did, what did the Jazz do defensively? Uh, they gave up threes. And, and then a team gets rolling shooting threes. We've seen this all season along with the Jazz. So what they, the threes start falling. I mean, it just becomes contagious. And you start knocking down the threes. And, 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 but the points in the paint, they had 54 tonight. They've been averaging 55. So it's 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 – it's, it's a work in progress here for the Jazz going. Some forward. of the defensive stuff tonight, I'm actually not as – I'll bet – I'm not as worried about. Like, I, I would suspect on Sunday we'll be all right. Because they're, they open the night 7 of 14 from 3, 13 to 25 in the first half. It's not a particularly good three-point shooting team. That's a little high for them. I don't think you can expect them. They're a better three-point shooting team without Shea, actually, but they're – they're still not a great three-point shooting team. So when we come back here Sunday at 5 o'clock Mountain Time, I, I'd be surprised. And then – you know, I'd be surprised. We they had to. Interestingly, by the way, a lot of our turnovers were dead ball turnovers, offensive fouls, things of that nature. So they weren't out and running quite as much. But I would suspect that if we can put the ball in the basket a little bit more or not turn it over quite as much, that our defense will be better. The the turnovers are. I mean, the Jazz. We believe, according to Clean the Glass, turned the ball over twenty seven percent of their possessions tonight, which puts them at the single highest rate of any. It's in the zero percentile, so that must be in the highest rate of any team all year uh, on, on a single game of turnovers. You're turning the ball over more than one out of four possessions. That's that, crazy. That will not – you would not win a lot of ball games like that. And then you factor in and throw in the fact that they they got 32 points off of those turnovers. And that's just – that kills right. you right there. That puts you in a hole. You're climbing uphill. You're trying to get back in a ball game. In fact, then you throw in the three-point field goals that they were making. They end up making 17 three-point shots, 43 attempts. Uh, they average 36 somewhere, three-point shot attempts a game somewhere in there. But it's – you know, I don't think it's a bad three-point shooting team, David. I think they shoot like 36, 37. They're middle of the pack. Yeah, somewhere They're in there. They're 16th in the league at 36%. So teams like that are capable of, of getting hot on okay. you. And then the, then – the momentum is definitely in their favor. Jazz three-point shooting is, as we've talked about a lot, is not quite right. They're nine of probably not going to get much. No. Yeah, they're below thirty percent on above the break threes, mm-hmm. which is tough. They're trying to get the corner threes. Abaji did not have it going tonight. Went two of nine. Too bad because mom and dad and sister are in town, so that's kind of a bummer. Um, the other one I would uh, just point out tonight is we're just crazy thin. Some of the lineups we're throwing out there. 
Simone Fontecchio with Chris Dunn, Damian Jones, Rudy Gay, and maybe Lowry or maybe Juan Toscana Anderson. I mean, some of these lineups are 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 going to have a hard time. Yeah, yeah. I think um, so. Until Colin and Jordan come back, it's just a lot of minutes to cover. And the road trip, I think it could get really obvious on the road trip. Those are tough minutes for us to cover. Yep. All right, Simone Fontecchio has got to get one of our stars tonight. He, um, uh, you know, he, he really had a nice night tonight. He had 5 of 13 shooting, missed a bunch of shots late, 4 of 6 and 3, 16 points, 4 rebounds. That's got to be one star. Yeah. What are you doing for the second star? This the, the second star was awfully tough, and, and I think if you want to get one to Chris Dunn Chris had eleven point six rebounds, six yeah. assists. And Last day of his first ten day contract, Jazz can renew a second one tonight if they'd like to. Frank Jackson did play tonight; his ten day contract also expires tonight. I thought about um, as we mentioned, Frank definitely one for him, and I'm, I'm not sure if that's a. a Season high in minutes as well for him. Might 26 be. minutes, yeah. I'll go but Spencekio and, and Dunn, how about that? Chris Dunn, Will Hardy said a pregame, Chris Dunn just makes one play a night where he just, like, and he, he made two tonight where he just strips it and gets it from someone. Yeah, yeah. You made an interesting comment on the broadcast, and we'll wrap it up. Um, you made a comment about understanding when the ball's coming down. Yes, and, and, and you see guys that are crafty um, defending. It, it's like a rhythm dribbler. You know, something like that, a rhythm dribbler, and then when that ball's on its way down, they jet, you know, and come underneath you, come up with the steal. I mean, it's just it's, it's something you pay attention to. Like Colin Sexton was telling me, uh, when he's getting ready to go one-on-one, he watches guys' eyes, his head, or he watches the position of his feet. And if a guy looks over his right shoulder for, waiting for a pick to come, then he goes, you know, that, that type of thing. And so I think it's the same with dribbling the basketball. When that ball's on, his, on the way down, you go get it. Interesting. You know? All right, good note for you. Thanks for sticking with us on the show. You got that little note from Ron Boone, so it's worth it. We'll talk to you Sunday from the same place, exact same spot. We won't be any different. See you.